0: sorry about your damn luck hello everybody welcome back to my little corner of the internet and welcome back to the taking liberty pro wrestling a podcast now i want to thank you all for being patient and just waiting on me uh i have recently moved actually i've moved about a thousand miles across the country so you know that was uh, time-consuming. Took a lot of preparation as far as packing, getting everything right in a different state, et cetera, et cetera. Also, stand back! There's a hurricane coming through. So yeah, I um I lost power for a couple of days. I was uh, I was in the way of a hurricane, and that was an experience for sure. That was certainly an experience. But I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me ramble. So without further ado, oh wait, I want to tell, or I want to say, guys, go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter at TLProSPod, and uh, you can also find me on Spotify, Google Playlist, I'll be on YouTube, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket Cast, a few other platforms. Anyway, without, well, now that I got all the shilling out of the way, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop on right into it. All right, so TNA Impact, February fourth, two thousand and five. All right, so basically, um, the show just starts out with Christopher Daniels joining Mike Tenay and Don West on commentary. The very first match on the show is Sharkboy versus P.D. Williams. It was pretty good, pretty nice X Division match. Um, the two just start off with some chain wrestling. Daniels putting over both guys in the ring. Williams put Sharkboy in a tree of woe, and then he bites his ass. Then hits Pescado. Nice. Williams takes control again after Shark Boy goes for a slingshot or he goes to slingshot him off the ropes. And Williams hits aside Russian leg sweep. Shark Boy hits a Frankensteiner and then Petey Williams motions for a destroyer. You know, motioning to the crowd, uh, giving Shark Boy ample time to reverse. And he did. Uh, Shark Boy hits a or he does a pretty nice ten punch spot where he instead of the tenth punch goes for a bite. Which nice, very close near fall from Shark Boy as he hits a neckbreaker on Petey Williams, but the finish comes about thirty seconds later when Williams hits the Destroyer on Shark Boy after Williams pushes Shark Boy into the referee. Next, there was a pretty weird backstage segment with uh, Raven saying something about like grabbing Dustin Rhodes' pecker and just something about his dick and balls and. And Dustin said, well, shucky-ducky, quack-quack, how about I kick your ass? And it was a it was a pretty stupid, pretty weird segment. I didn't really understand it. But the next match on the card was Buck Quartermain versus AJ Styles. Styles gets a side headlock in, and Buck gives him a back suplex. But Styles holds right on to it. Styles is on the offense, but like a stupid babyface, and a stupid champion, because remember, he is the expert champion. Uh, Styles completely just turns his back on his opponent, gets out of the ring, just mouthing off to Daniels, and then Buck takes control from behind, and he takes control for a while. He hits a, or AJ does a really weird small package. Like, um I guess if you had to, if I had to try and describe it, it was kind of like a yuranage where Buck would have been going for the uranage. Um AJ's arm was over... Buck's shoulder, like a choke slam, or like a Yurinage rock bottom would have been. But they, or AJ rolls forward, which means Buck rolls backwards, which means that AJ is on top of this small package. And if it sounds weird, it's because it's, it looked as weird as it sounds as me describing it. It was a very weird, very strange thing. So after that, Buck kicks out. He attempts a top rope leg drop, and he misses. Styles moves. Styles mounts an offense, then he hits the forearm, and then he has uh, Buck up in the Styles Clash, and he's just, like, taunting and mouthing off Daniels. And while he's got this guy in the Styles Clash, Buck's head and neck just bouncing right off the mat like a pogo. Just absolutely dangerous. I just, uh, my goodness, I really wish he'd just put the man down sooner before all that happened. But anyway, Styles Clash, AJ wins match. up next there was Dusty Rhodes the Dream with his portable DVD player and he says that Team Tracy and Team Trinity will face off against one another next week or not next week but will face off against one another at on the pre-show at Against All Odds so Team Tracy and Team Trinity will face off against one another on the pre-show at Against All Odds which will be February thirteenth, so and this is the February fourth show, so yeah, I got one more show, I got one more review, and then the pay review. So after that backstage segment, we got David Young versus Jeff Hardy. Basically, commentary is just shitting on David Young, saying he's got like one win in two years. He's got one of the worst win loss records in professional wrestling history. Every time this dude is on the screen, they just shit on him. Uh, it's not even like, I mean, I'm sure, it's his gimmick, but it's not even like they're like, oh, he could. Uh, he could. Well, I guess they do kind of give him praise. It's like, oh, you know, if he hits that spine buster, he could probably get a win, maybe. But it's like, for the most part, their whole, the whole gimmick is like, oh, let's well, just shit on this guy because he sucks. But anyway, like pretty much every David Young match that I've seen so far, The entire match is David Young just beating the piss out of Jeff Hardy, just absolutely destroying him. He mounts, like, 90% of the offense in this match. And then Jeff Hardy hits a, uh, well, David Young goes for a moonsault and misses. Hardy then does a reverse STO, hits a swanton, and then he gets the win. Next, there was a really stupid backstage segment with David Young, who just lost. Michael, Shane, and Kazarian versus, or basically Kazarian is trying to say Young should go against Hammond, Jeff Hammond, next week in a match. Three live crew come up saying some bullshit. Next thing you know, the match is official. And then, well, the challenge is made. Then we cut back to Mike Tenay, who then announces that the match is official. So up next is Lex Lovett versus Abyss. Abyss hits the shock treatment in about 20 seconds and then hits the black hole slam. The match was 48 seconds long. Hardy comes out uh, after Abyss attempts to put Lovett through a table, but Hardy gets booted immediately. As Abyss has Hardy up in the Gorilla Press slam, Hardy then counters with a DDT right through the table. And that was that. Next, we go to a segment in a massage parlor where Kevin Nash is being massaged. And Shane Douglas is basically just saying that uh, Kevin Nash is ready as he'll ever be. And Kevin Nash is just getting massaged. And then Shane Douglas just keeps talking. And Kevin Nash looks up slowly. Shane Douglas is still talking. And then Jeff Jarrett just swings a guitar, misses. Kevin Nash gets out of the way He's fast enough. Shane Douglas finally stops talking. I don't know how Nash even knew that uh, Jarrett was there commentary tried to put it over like oh he's got eyes in the back of his head but like no that doesn't make sense anyway finally we come to the main event which is the naturals andy douglas and chase stevens versus monty brown and ddp so the faces take control and dump the heels out for commercial break when it comes back the naturals have control and they just you know do double team moves behind the refs back this is just a simple tag team tv wrestling match you no, know, we've seen it all. The heel cheats cut off the ring. They just get entirely too much heat. That's mostly it. Um, the match is about eight minutes of DDP getting heat. And it was boring. They don't really do anything of note. Just working him over. But the faces win when Monty Brown hits the pounce on a natural. And then the other one does a cane bump off the diamond cutter. So yeah, that was the show. Um, decent show. TV, you know, it was, it was it was fine. Just, I think I've said it before, not every show has to be a blow away banger. You know, some shows are going to be, um, some shows are going to be just, I don't want to say filler, but. They're gonna be there to do their job, you know? And that was that. You know, the show just shows that. The show did its job. Was it a bad show? Was it a great show? It was an average show. And, you know, sometimes that's okay. But yeah. Now we will go ahead and get on into the special wrestling retro review thing. Y'all know what I mean. Fuck it. Alright, so. I mean. Well, first things first. I guess. I'll go ahead and thank WDM12CMKO21 for the suggestion of Bash at the Beach 1996. But this show fucking sucked. So I don't know how thankful I am for that. But. Thanks anyway, brother. I guess. Anyway. So. First thing on the show, we are greeted with Tony Shawnee, Bobby Heenan, and The Dream Dusty Rhodes on commentary. First match on the card is Psychosis versus Rey Mysterio Jr. with Mike Tanay as a special guest commentator. The two start off with a bit of lucha grappling. Mike Tanay gives a pretty, pretty awesome, pretty great explanation, and just does a generally good job of showcasing the importance and history of masks and lucha and just putting over lucha libre in general the two start off with some great lucha things and after mysterio does a a k he lands on his feet psychosis hits a spinning heel kick and then he does a diving tope over the top rope and he just fucking bashes his head right into the guardrail just suicide dive right head first bang I think he even bent one of his horns, so that didn't look too fun. Psychosis just grounding Mysterio with some headlocks, figure four chokes, bone arrows, etc. Mysterio hitting Psychosis with a haircorderana and just driving him right into the mat for a two count. Psychosis ends up doing a scary ass looking senton from the very top rope onto Mysterio, who's down onto the floor outside of the ring. And holy fuck, it looks like he got squashed. And I would absolutely not want to take that spot or do that spot honestly. Uh, Ray hits a deadly-looking Frankensteiner onto psychosis from the apron onto the floor. Then he hits a springboard dropkick, followed by a twisting Asaya moonsault, and, well, he hit his ankle. But goddamn, Rey Mysterio is that dude. Like, he is just the man. Everything that he did in this match, so fluid, so crisp, just ace all the way around. He was a seven-year veteran in this match at the age of 21 years old. So after that Ray goes for a springboard here rana and just gets stuffed with a power bomb by Psychosis. Psychosis goes for a Splash Mountain, but at the very last minute, Rey Mysterio counters it into a Rana and he gets the win. Uh really good match. Fantastic, absolutely good match. Uh, Splash Mountain, for anybody who doesn't know, is the um it's like a it's like the outsider's edge slash border toss where you um you toss him up into a power bomb power bomb position and well I guess like into a lager bomb position, I guess, because it's it's a hooked leg pin, but yeah, that's Splash Mountain. Uh like I said, great match, just fucking amazing. Next we have a Conan promo. It says that he's just going to defeat Ric Flair and stay the United States champion. Next is a match between Big Bubba, former big boss man, and John Tenta, the shark, with a fucking terrible haircut. It's, um, damn, How do I don't even describe this thing. It's like, it's like he shaved three-fourths of his head, and then like to the back left of his head, he just kind of left a rat tail. It, oh, man, it's really bad. But anyway, this is a sock full of silver dollars on a pole match. So, the match just starts out with some basic punches and slams from both guys. I mean, these are both pretty fucking big dudes. These are 300-pound-plus uh, guys. so Tall dudes, too. So, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting the Keith Lee versus Dijakovic matches of today. know, I'm not expecting that. I was really just expecting two dudes bumping meat. And... Um, Yeah, they bumped meat, but it was not uh, an entertaining bumping of the meat. Anyway, all right. So, like I said, basic punches and slams. Anytime either guy would get any momentum, uh, the other guy would either attack him or, say, one guy would go on the rope, he'd beat him off. Bubba with an incredibly dangerous-looking back suplex, mostly because Tinto didn't really jump. So Bubba had to shoot back suplex this guy from the top rope. It looked like he just... All his weight landed on Bubba's right arm. Looked incredibly terrible. Bubba attempting the pole, but then he gets crotched by an atomic drop onto the turnbuckle, bubble, and then Bubba takes off his belt, and he starts to choke Tenta with it. Then he ties Tenta up in the rope with athletic tape. Bubba then gets some scissors from somewhere in an attempt to cut off the rest of Tenta's hair, but Tenta hits him with a low blow, and then he gets the scissors and cuts himself free, and then he fucking... Like cuts one of the ratchets on this ghetto ass looking uh, pole that's being suspended. Bubba hits a spine buster on Tutenta and then he tells Jimmy to go up because he's fat. So Jimmy Hart gets the. or He climbs up the pole and he gets the sock full of silver dollars down for Bubba. And he's celebrating while he's sliding on down, celebrating with his back turned. And while his back is turned, Tenta hits a power slam, almost a body slam, but it was a power slam onto Bubba as Hart is sliding down. And he snatches the sock from Hart. And that's not the end of the match. And then he pelts Bubba in the face with the sock and that's not the end of the match, and then he pins him for the one, two, three, and that's the end of the match. So why was it a poll match? Anyway, uh, John Tinto wins. Boring match. Fucking very boring match. Hey, everybody. So, um, I'm currently at, in the editing phase, and I just realized that I forgot to do something. Pretty important, at least to me. Um, anyway, I know this is probably a weird place to put this, but If I didn't do this, I wouldn't feel so great about myself. I mean, I got the chance to do this in private, but I'd like to just do it on the pod. I would like to just go ahead and thank Nick, Nick being my guest a few episodes ago, for this lovely new logo that I have now. So thank you, Nick. It's really great. I love it. I want to go ahead and just, again, thank you on the pod so everyone can hear. And yeah. Um in the editing phase, so I just I realized that I didn't have it. Just wanna go ahead and put it in there. And yeah. So I'll guess I'll go ahead and throw it back to past me. Thanks, Nick. Uh next Shivani is just pleading for Eric Bischoff to call and let everybody know that he's okay. And then you got a mean gene interview with Savage Thing and Luger asking who the third man is gonna be. And they pretty much all just say they don't give a damn who the third man is gonna be. So next is a match between DDP and Hacksaw GM Duggan in a taped fist match. Two gimmick matches in a row. Okay, so Duggan throwing some punches, not with a taped fist. Snapping Paige off the ropes, etc. But Paige powders, who gets Duggan's legs and ties them around the post. Paige starts stomping him out and attacking him, but the ref eventually cuts him free and Duggan not to a comeback. Some of the selling that Paige does are he does like the tater totter spot, which looked ridiculous in 1996 would look just as ridiculous today and it's amazing that some of the old timers are okay with that kind of thing but you know whatever so anyway after that after the teeter-totter spot duggan goes for a backslide ddp gets out of it turns him around diamond cutter and then one two three duggan immediately no sells it like the camera is on ddp Like, the ref hits three. You can see Duggan immediately getting up. Like, he didn't even try. But um, as DDP's back's turned, Duggan is just, like, comically wrapping the tape around his hand. Just, like, with comical speed. And then he just pelts DDP in the face and gets his heat back. And no one is over. Cool. All right. So, next, there was a promo with Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. Arn Anderson being a master on the mic and Benoit being... Benoit on the mic. And then we got a dog collar match. Between the public enemy and the nasty boys. I don't understand why there's so many gimmick matches right next to each other. I will just read you guys all my notes for this match. Not too many. This is what I said. This match fucking sucks. This is garbage wrestling. Dusty pops as Sags hits an enemy with a rubber inflatable shark. One nasty boy tries to do a senton through a table, but an enemy. He gets yanked with a chain, and he does a back bump onto the table. The Japanese tables are out tonight as Sags does a diving forearm smash onto an enemy onto the table, and it doesn't budge at all. The nasty boys win as Rock Rock got hanged. Oh, that was a nasty spot. rock rock got hanged, and then um, the other one got thrown in, like, to the chain. Got clotheslined from the chain that was hanging rock rock And the Nasty Boys win. Yeah, that was that match. Not even. Because they brawl afterward. After Nasty Boys get the win, they immediately start brawling, and public enemies stand tall. So again nobody gets over amazing next gene is just speculating on who the third man could be says that if uh that he's got security and if any of these guys touch him then he'll go to a lawyer next on the card is disco inferno versus dean malenko for the cruiserweight championship malenko just slaps on inferno and then immediately throws him outside of the ring and into the guard row Blanco throws Inferno into the corner, and Inferno pushes him. Blanco does a back roll, and then he flips back forward onto his head and headbutts him, which is really cool. So it was like he did a back roll and then kind of like a kip-up sort of thing, but he rolled on. Um, For anybody that watched, super crazy. When he would slide into the ring, and and he'd do the flip on his head and get on his feet and prepare for the match. That is what Dean Malenko did, and it was really nice. Malenko then hits a very nice-looking brain buster. Uh, The whole story of this match pretty much is just... Disco is usually the dancing, goofy guy. He slacks off his matches. He will dance. He'll fluff his hair. He doesn't really take anything seriously. Um, But in this match, he's trying to take things a bit more seriously. But really, Dean Malenko's just beating his ass. The whole time. Um, Inferno blocks a double axe handle by, like, putting up his own axe, which was pretty cool. He chopped the chop, which was nice. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that counter before, but... I mean, it's a good one. I don't know why more people wouldn't use it. Anyway, despite knowing that he needs to be serious, Disco just can't help but celebrate after he does, like, a big move or... has a couple of moves stringed together of offense or whatever. Uh, after the axe handle reversal, he does the swinging neckbreaker, and then he'll you know do some more disco moves. But uh, the match comes to an end when the two guys are going for a backslide, but Dean Malenko breaks it, knees him in the gut, does a tiger bomb, turns it into a cloverleaf, and gets the win. Pretty good match. Um... Not not a pretty good match. It was a fair average match. It was fine. Honestly. It was there was nothing offensive about it. Um I wouldn't necessarily say it was boring, but you know, it was there. <sighs> okay, so now we come in to Joe Gomez versus Steve Mongo McMichael. And uh First note, Mongo is one of the worst professional wrestlers with training that I've ever seen. Um, I'm just going to read my notes. So far, the show has been boring, but this match and Mongo are just really bad. I'd rather watch a bad match than a boring match. And I said that at the time, close to... I, I said that in, like, the, the first act, the first third of this match. Uh It got, like, confusingly, dangerously boring toward the end. They're not boring. Bad, I mean. Uh, so I'm not necessarily sure if I still share those sentiments. I mean, mostly, because I've watched a lot of wrestling in my day. I've been watching it for a very long time. And... And I need something to be fucking blow away, spectacular, great, or, well, a Mongo match. And that's what I got. So Mongo can't run the ropes for shit um, at all. Like he, I don't know, he ran the ropes in a way where like he is smashing his forearm and shoulder and elbow into the ropes all at the same time. So I don't know how he didn't just shatter his arm. He doesn't know how to run the ropes, like I said. He hit one of the worst rude awakenings I've ever seen. I'm surprised he didn't shoot break Gomez's neck after a really bad sunset flip that was botched because Mongo didn't sit down. Mongo wins with Tombstone, and I can't believe that Joe Gomez let Mongo do this Tombstone pile driver. And the commentary said that this was Mongo's third professional match ever you guys going have convinced me that this was his third week of training but next match is conan versus rick flair for the united states championship and conan comes out first as the champion so you know how that is gonna go rick flair bumps off a slap to start the match open or to start the match off this is your basic average rick flair match you know rick flair he has his match, he does his match, he always hits his spots, he'll bump for a guy, he'll make a guy look stronger than they are, he'll do some great selling, he'll do his flare flop, he'll do his little upside down corner thing, he hits all the story beats. And all this match was, was a technical lucha guy working around a Ric Flair match. That's really all this match was. Uh, Flair Flair thumbs Conan in the eye, and then Woman comes and kicks him in the balls. Flair does his corner thing, and Conan does a lovely-looking triangle drop kick. Uh, The referee in this match. The referees throughout the entire show were pretty bad, but especially during this match, the referee was really bad. Okay, so there was one moment in particular where Conan put the figure four on Ric Flair. And Ric Flair grabbed the ropes. You know, he he was put in the move and he grabbed the ropes. And the ref kicked his hand. The ref kicked Flair's hand, who was having the move being applied to him. The ref kicked his hand, which means that Flair had to then grab the ropes again so that the ref could call for the break. Doesn't make sense. I don't know why. There's this one moment where Conan went for a cover and the ref had his hand, like, literally under Flair's shoulders. So realistically, he shouldn't have made this pin anyway. But he had his hand under Flair's shoulders and, like, he came down one, two, and, like, as three was coming, he, like, lifted Flair's shoulders up and then stopped this count, so that was a kick out. And I'm just like, what in the fuck is going on? Okay, and then there was this one moment. There were more moments. Like, these are three moments that really stuck out. There's this one moment where the ref, he counted one. He counted two. The, the Conan's on top. So he counts one. He counts two. And then he stops his count, slides like two or three feet away, and then brings his hand down a third time. But, oh, no, it's a fucking kick out. Of course it's a kick out. The refs, I don't know. I don't understand. The rest on the show fucking sucked it. One great call I want to note by Heenan, though, is uh, when Conan had Flair in the figure four, he said, Come on, Flair. Go ahead and reverse it like everyone does to you. You know the counter for it. That was a really nice call. So uh, the finish comes when pretty much everyone jumps their cue. Uh, Everyone's just too fast. Woman hits Conan with the heel of her boot, which causes Flair to win when he puts his fucking legs on the very top rope. Don't know how the ref didn't see it when his his eyes were right at where Flair's thighs would have been so he'd have seen them get off the map or whatever. Flair wins. New champ. Woo. Gene is posted outside of the outsider's room. It says that the, the voice of the third man sounds vaguely familiar, but it's muffled. and He can't make out exactly who it is. Next up, we got arn anderson and chris benoit versus the giant and kevin sullivan boring match boring the whole show honestly has been bad or boring the whole match is sullivan just being cut off giant gets a hot tag hits choke chokeslam and wins that's it finally we get to the main event oh by the way I'm telling you, this show is boring. Like, I'm just saying it. You guys are hearing me say it. The show took me four days to get through, by the way. Like, I'm not just saying that it was boring. Like, no. The show is fucking boring. I don't. It was bad or boring. Like, it. Look. You know, I can watch wrestling. I have no problem watching wrestling. I can. I've sat through whole five hour. The first WrestleMania that was like five hours. Yeah, I've sat through like 6-hour Wrestle Kingdom shows. You know, I can I don't want to sit down and watch 6 hours straight of wrestling, but I can do it. I can do it as long as it keeps my attention. This show, this shit here was boring. I had it on VOD. I could go back and watch it anytime and thank goodness I could. But I could go back and watch this shit at any time and I had to take a days in between because the show was like Boring or bad or nonsensical or just mentally draining in some way. And, mm, anyway, main event. Okay, so the match is Savage Luger and Sting versus the Outsiders of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. No third man. Luger starts off with Hall taking control. The Outsiders cheat, and Savage and Sting end up trying to even the odds, but Luger gets, like, caught up in a Stinger splash or whatever, and they say his head and neck and face hit the the metal connector piece between the turnbuckle and the post, and that took him out of the entire match. He ends up being stretched out, so... Okay, bullshit. Like a minute and a half into the match. Uh... Nash and Hall, they're not even really being referred to by name on commentary. It's usually just the one in the ring that's usually Hall or the big guy, Nash. Nash goes for an elbow drop onto Savage, but Savage doesn't move and Nash moves too much. And he just fucking elbow drops Savage, whose back is turned, not expecting an elbow drop like Full force, straight down on the crown of his head. Bending his neck. That fucking sucked. Savage. I mean, he I mean goes crazy a couple of times. Smacks handles. Um, there was some illegal man syndrome by the Outsiders. It was this one time where... And it was like the most bullshit case of illegal man syndrome I've ever seen. It was... Kevin Nash. No, it was Scott Hall. That had Sting in an abdominal stretch. The ref's back, or the ref was distracted by Savage. So uh, Hall is reaching back to grab Nash's hand for leverage. And at one point, Nash just comes in and puts the abdominal stretch on Sting. There's absolutely no tag made. The ref's back is turned. And when the ref turns around, acknowledging, noticing that, you know, the legal man is now on the apron and the illegal man is in the ring, he doesn't say anything. He just makes the tag motion for a tag that didn't happen or that he couldn't have seen. So, you know, WCW referees. Anyway, Savage gets a hot tag finally after Sting's worked on for the whole match, essentially. Axe handles, but then he gets low blowed by Nash. And then we see Hogan coming out, and Heenan says. Yeah, the side, is he on? Hogan drops a leg on Savage, throws the ref out the ring, counts to three. Match ends in a no contest. Folks throw a bunch of trash in the ring, and this show sucked a bunch of dick. Fuck this show and fuck WCW. And that was the classic retro random review for the week um thanks wdm appreciate it thank you uh yeah everybody so if you like the show you can go ahead and interact with me on twitter at tl progress pod you can leave a comment on the youtube video you can share this anywhere you've been listening to it so just share it with your friends anybody you know that's interested in wrestling you can find me on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Anchor, Pocket, Bean. I think I don't know it's a lot of. I don't know. Just I'm tired. This show drained me. Uh, I only just got power back, so I really just want to enjoy my power. And yeah, uh, that was the show, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to me. I hope you enjoyed hearing my nonsense. I hope you just enjoyed spending your time and wasting your time with me. And that's going to do it. I will see you guys next time. Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. We're out of here. Straight to hell.